G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, Scotty, we love our golf oh, and yeah. uh, this is great golfing weather. Uh, but one man who has uh, walked many a fair way right around the world is one of the best in the business. And I'm talking of... Mike Clayton has been kind enough to join us. We want to talk about a whole range of things. In particular, the news the other day is that the Grange in Adelaide yeah, good course. is going to take over the Live Golf Australian arrival for a four-year deal. Hey, Mike, is that great news? How did you um, how did you welcome that news coming in the other day? Thanks for joining us. Uh, well, it's nice it's playing the Grange because we redid the West Course. Uh, I'm not sure. Greg redid the East. I, I think they're going to play a composite course. <laughs> So it's kind of nice that they've. Um, I'm not a fan of live, I have to say, but given that we're so starved of watching great players play down here, I guess it's in that way it's a good thing we get to watch some of the best players in the world, which we haven't seen, which we don't see very often. But you know, I'm, as I said, I'm not a fan of live. I don't think it's a great thing. I don't like the funding. I, you know, I don't like much about it. Uh, you know, it, it's not. A world tour in the sense that Peter Thompson saw it, which was a tour that created more jobs for more players. It's a you know it's a very small field, and it's look it is what it is. And at the end of the day, Australians get to see players they wouldn't otherwise see. So in that mm. sense, it's a good thing. But that's the only good thing about it. Yeah. So Mike, do you, do you think that will will come a time that the golfing fraternity and the sporting public of the world will accept it, or by the time that we accept it? as part of the calendar of sport, it will have intertwined back in with the PGA and the European Tour and and the other tours? I don't think anyone knows the answer to that question. I think it'll take 20 years to play out. Mm. You know, it seems like their funding's unlimited. It's completely unlimited. So it doesn't ever have to make a profit. Um, I guess they'll continue to pick off a few more top players because the money's so outrageous that they're getting paid. But, you know, I just don't think it's legitimate pro golf. I just think it's kind of an exhibition thing that's, that doesn't have that much credibility. And, you know, it's, it's kind of blowing the game up. You know, the, the, the PJ Tour is not great either. It's got a moribund product that's been going for too long and too much of the same thing without any innovation on not very interesting courses most weeks. Yep. So that's not perfect either. So golf's kind of, you know, in the words of a friend of mine the other day, it's half pregnant. You know, it's, it's neither, you know, it's just sort of sitting in no man's land, tearing itself apart without anyone creating a really interesting um, series of events to watch. And, you know, I think there was a chance to do that with a world tour. You know, if they could have 40 years ago captured all the great non-American players and created a world tour around them, Ballesteros and Norman and Price and all the great foreign players, then... By now, it would be the biggest tour in the world, but that never happened because you know it wasn't the fault of a bunch of 25-year-old guys who were great players who didn't kind of see the opportunity. But you know, it's, 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 the, the world, you know, the golf world is so split now that no one knows where it's going, and we just have to sit and wait and watch, really. Mike, we've asked a lot of people, and and I'm really interested in, in your take on this. Is this is it is it the wake-up call the PGA needed, and whether we like live or not on and how it uh, as you said how it's funded and and where the money comes from regardless of that is is this what the pga needed to say right i get out of the dark ages it's time to to step this game up a bit because it is just such a great game i'm not, not sure it's in the dark ages but 
you know, it's, it's certainly what the players need in terms of the money because all of a sudden Monaghan and the PGA Tour found hundreds of millions of dollars to <laughs> give to the players. Yep. You know, that the, the PIP fund, which is basically appearance money after the fact, has gone to, is that $100 million now? Um, I think it is, spread amongst 10 players. They've got a whole bunch of $20 million tournaments now. So Mickelson's point about the tour sitting on a whole pile of money and not giving it out to the players to play for was proven to be absolutely right because they've found bucket loads of money. So I just think that I mean, those guys have got so much money now, they don't need to travel. When I was a kid, we watched Nicholas Palmer and Player come down here because and, you know, they were paid by Dunlop Station to come and play as part of a deal I had with the club manufacturers. But we were so used to seeing the best players in the world, but the best players in the world now make so much more money than those guys that play, you know, than those guys made that they just can't be bothered ever coming here. So we never see them. But Australia is largely irrelevant. We're just a small country on the bottom of the world that no one really cares about. But it's sad that we don't get to see the great players that we used to. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike Clayton's our guest, uh, golf course designer, also golf journalist and uh, former pro golfer, champion. of course, yeah, absolute champion. Hey, Mike, uh, let's change things up a little bit. Um, Minji Lee, of course, let's talk a bit about yeah. women's golf. Absolutely dominant. We're very proud of what she's done over here. She's When we talk about uh, WA sports women and sports stars, the, whether it be man, woman or child, she her name is at near the top of the list alongside a, like a Sam Kerr in soccer. She's a bona fide star of the tour. She's a bona fide star of world golf, is she not? She is, yeah. She's a fantastic player. She's had a great year. Um, Hannah Green too. They're both, you know, it's amazing. Two kids from, mm. you know, Perth, which is a long way from anywhere. It's a hard place to travel from, and it's, a, but it's got great weather. So, but to have two of the best women players in the world is amazing, really. Well, well, it's not amazing. They've got Richie Smith is a really good coach. That you know, the weather's great over there. Yep. They're hard workers. They've been good players since they were young. So, you know, it's not surprising that they are where they are. But, you know, they're both. Fantastic players to watch at the Australian Open in a couple of weeks. I haven't seen Minji play for a couple of years, and um, they're, they're, they're both really interesting players to watch. Hannah, especially, I, mean, I really like her game. I think she's got a great golf swing and she plays beautifully. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her play as well. We were just talking about cash before, Mike. Uh, I'll tell you what, yesterday we were watching, uh, two days ago actually, yep. we were watching uh, Patrick Harrington just storm ahead. Well, I think he won by about seven or eight shots and picked up another. Oh, I think he's won over three million. But uh, Steve Elko, the New Zealand golfer, has just he's just claimed the United States Seniors Tour taking his uh, earnings past seven point four million. It's a great story. Well, he made he's made more in the last year than he's made in twenty five years on the tour, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible story because the Champions Tour is properly a closed shop. They don't want anyone on there who wasn't a star on the main tour. And he went and that they have a two or a four spot qualifying every week. And if you make the top 10, you get into the next week. And he went and made the qualifying. You know, as soon as he was 50, he went out there and he made the qualifier on Monday, made the top 10, made it, and he kept making the top 10 until he basically won a tournament. And a year later, he's the top of the tour. It's an incredible story. Because he was a, I mean, Steve was a nice player, but he, like he had a couple of years on the PGA Tour, never won out there, won a few nationwide events, won a few events here, but you know, it's extraordinary what he's done this year. It's just brilliant to see, really. It really is. He's made, I mean, he's, you know, in one year he's set himself up financially for the rest of his life, really. 
Yeah, lots of emotion there, and uh, we, we were, as you said, we were mm. watching it. And he's been around. He's been around a long time. And as you say, he's just he was in that. You know, when you'd say New Zealand golfers were, were going to play in Australia, oh yes, Steve Velker, and he's always around the place. But this is remarkable. Life after fifty. Hey, uh, the Queensland PGA starts, and I noticed the field. And the, apart from one or two Kiwis. Uh, it's all Aussies, apart from one bloke from America. I've never heard of him, but he's got the best name in golf, oh, Devin Bling. Devin Bling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, um, I'll tell you, he, he lost the playoff, the, the final of the US Amateur, the Victor Hovland a couple of years ago, then got injured. And I know that because I caddied for Matt Goggin, who we're building the course at Seven Mile Beach for. I caddied for Matt Goggin in the Vic PGA last week, and he played in the first two days. <laughs> and, he had a, and he had a bad finish. He finished bogey double bogey to finish 25th or something but he's like really good he's a really good player so um he's out here for the next four tournaments he's playing the uh, queensland pj Australian pj Australian open and the tournament at warrigal and, and it wouldn't surprise me if he did really well over the next month he's a nice kid really good player and yeah very cool name well, it's interesting because when you say play Victor Hovland, Mark Leishman said Victor Hovland was going to be the next big thing. We Gilly interviewed yep. him uh, with a, with the, the, the feature interview, and he said, "Yep, Victor Hovland's my tip to be a player who's going to storm through the rankings and be, you know, one of the best in the world if he's not already in that." And then you've got Devin Bling, as Mike just mentioned. Uh, so, Mike, uh, they went on different paths, but you still think Devin Bling's got got a game? Well, he's really yeah. We played the first two rounds with him last week, and he played at, at Moon Links. He played really well. And he, and he was pretty much in the top 10 all week until the end. And he, when he double bogeyed the last hole, which was a kind of a, it wasn't an easy birdie hole, but it was a reachable par five. So that was a bit of a mess for him. But um, good player, really nice kid. I'm looking forward to seeing him play again at the Australian Open again in a couple of weeks. Mike, what do you, got on, what do you got on the books, mate? Uh, I just heard you say Seven Mile Beach is a course you're designing now. Got any others? Where is Seven Mile Beach? Seven Mile Beach is in Hobart. It's about 10 minutes from Hobart Airport. Oh, is this uh, is this uh, the uh, courses that are going to rival yeah. Lost Farm and and yeah. Boogle? Yeah, yeah, it's um. I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but it's an incredible bit of land. I'm doing it with a guy called Mike DeVries who built Kate Wickham, oh. American architect, and you know, I think it's going to be uh, incredible. It's a great bit of land. We've we've shaped up most of the holes. We've got grass on about seven of them, and it opens at the end of next year. And it's it's definitely um. Not a rival for Bamboogle, but it's uh, you know it's another addition to the amazing Tasmanian golf trail that's developing with Wickham and Bamboogle and Ocean Dunes and now Seven Mile Beach. It's going to be some of the best golf in Australia in Tasmania. Well, well, it's already there. This is just another one to add to it. And finally, Hobart gets a great golf course, which is important. Well, so, on, on behalf of I, all, I, all, all blokes, on behalf of all blokes, Mike, that. Uh, are always angling for a golf trip away from the uh, the family. Uh, I thank you uh, because that's just made it a lot more enticing as well to get down to Tasmania and do that. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's such an easy drive from Hobart up to Bamboogle yeah. or Bamboogle down to Hobart. You know, it's a world-class trip now, so uh, it's definitely worth doing. And uh, so, I'm, so I'm down there next week. In fact, I'm not. I'm down there tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and... For, for for two days, because next week, next two weeks, I'm coming for Elvis Smiley, who's obviously got Perth connections yeah. with his mother, with yeah. his Sayers, who was a grew up behind the third green at Cottesloe. Um, Beautiful lady. So I'm coming for Elvis for two weeks, which will be which will be good. He needs to play well to, uh, you know, he's got to try and get in the top three on the May list to get a card in Europe next year. So 
Our plan is to win them both, the PGA and the Open. That's our plan, so that's what we're trying to do. Brilliant. Wish him the best. Might be a bit ambitious, but nah. Elvis is a, he's a tremendous player, so um, only 20 years old, but I think he's got a shot at doing well over the next couple of weeks. Do you, so car- can, do you carry the bag or do you pull a buggy? No, no, no self-respecting caddy ever puts a golf bag on a golf buggy, ever. <laughs> do you know who you're talking to? Ever. Mate, he's oh, never ever. taken an easy option in his life. <laughs> Mate, not only would I put a bag on the buggy, I would attach it to a little motorized cart. cart. <laughs> yes, for the remote control. Yeah, hey, good on you, Mike. <laughs> all right. Appreciate the chat, mate, and uh, all the best over the next couple of weeks. We'll keep an eye out on, on Elvis Smiley and also Devin Bling because okay. it is the best combination in golf. Thanks for joining yes. us. My, yeah, I mean, that, they might be the two best names in golf, Elvis Smiley and Devin Bling. Oh, absolutely. Don't, can't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Mike Clayton joining us, uh, absolute legend of golf and, of course, golf journo, strong opinions. I love that. And uh, certainly uh, one of the best golf course designers in the business. Seven Mile Beach, mark that down in your card. Already done be, it. It's going to be right next to the new football stadium down there. So you can go to the <laughs> footy when Tassie joined the AFL and go and play golf down there, courtesy of Mike Clayton. This is Scotty Ingalls. Good morning.